Glory to God, if you will stand for the reading of God's word. Hallelujah. The church looks very comfortable. Amen. So we're going to stand and change our positions. First Peter chapter 5. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we will start reading at verse number 5. And I won't tarry too long, but just a few verses right here. Hallelujah. Uh, actually, let's, let's go a little bit deeper. First Peter chapter 5. Bless the name of Jesus. And I am reading from the Amplified Versions. Glory to God. And uh, we will start at verse number 6. And I'm going to switch over to the King James Version. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. And it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the grace, uh, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Whom with this steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished, hallelujah, in your brethren that are in the world, but the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, is going to make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen hallelujah one more time just talk back to me and say God through the process hallelujah you all sound a little bit tired but say God through the process hallelujah Jesus who has called us unto an eternal glory to Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while the book of Peter was written to those who find themselves in pain. They find themselves between the devil and the deep blue sea, between the rock and the hard place. Peter, the writer of this great epistle, seeks to comfort and encourage those who find themselves in a very painful situation. The surprising thing about Peter's epistle or Peter's letter to those that are in pain is that Peter does not focus his letter or his epistle on their pain, but in fact, he does not even dwell on the pain. He even rarely mentions their pain. He simply brushes past their pain as much as he focuses not on their pain, but Peter turns his focus, hallelujah, on their purpose. Somebody say purpose. Ah, there's pain and then there is purpose. Peter teaches them that God has a purpose for your pain. That pain that does not just show up in your life, but whenever pain shows up in your life, it is so that God can birth a purpose that is greater and a greater praise to come out of you. Peter tells them, don't look for a way to escape your pain. Don't look for three steps to get out of your pain. You don't need to buy a book on 101 ways on how to diminish the pain. You don't have to take any tablets for it. But Peter said, uh, he said, remember in spite of your pain, after you pain, after you have struggled or after you have suffered a while, there is going to be some glory. Somebody say amen. Peter, while talking to those, I feel in my spirit like you're, 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 you're picking me up. You're deserving and I, I want you to make it quick. Don't take too long with it. Amen. You're holding me back. So, 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 hallelujah. This is me and this is who you 
Hallelujah. Amen, somebody. The introduction is there on, on Bishop Jermaine from Power and Praise Deliverance Ministries. Let me let me help you along the way so we can deliver the word. Amen. I'm married to my wonderful wife for, for going on 20 odd years. Hallelujah. We have three children. We are a ministry in, 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 in Brampton now. Glory to God. Amen. We oversee over 80 odd churches right here in Canada. Two churches in Jamaica and we give God praise. Hello, somebody. Did I help you out? Can we deliver tonight? Can we deliver today? Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. He reminds them that even in their most painful situation, hallelujah, that there is an adversary. We've got the devil who is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't know if there is anybody in here today that has ever been going through something. You're you're in the midst of something even right now. I'm talking about a, a painful situation. I don't know how many of you have to deal with a pain on the inside. You you can you can you can pray well for everybody around you, but the moment, hallelujah, the preacher says, Come on and open your mouth and praise. There's that pain on the inside that you don't want anybody to hear. You don't want anybody to hear what it is you're going through. You can pray out loud for everybody else but when it comes to yourself hallelujah it's a painful situation look at your neighbor and help me preach today and tell them it's a painful thing for me it's a it's too much to bear it is too much to carry hallelujah Jesus what I'm going through you can't even hear it in testimony service what I'm going through I can't even tell it to my closest friend hallelujah Jesus Peter reminds them that even in the most painful situation, hallelujah, and the time that there is always a way of hope, and there is always peace on the horizon. Furthermore, he says in this painful time and situation, Peter teaches you and I that something, sometimes pain is what God uses to grow the believer. We call it growing pains. In fact, Peter reminds you and I, hallelujah, that without pain, there would be little growth and in the midst of the most painful time, an economical crisis, a psychological crisis, a spiritual crisis, in our most painful time in the situation that God can grow us spiritually and he can grow us emotionally and he can grow us even financially I don't know about what other folks are going through but because of the God that I serve hallelujah Jesus he spoke a word to me and said, never have I seen the righteous forsaken, no mercy begging for bread. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank God for the Holy Ghost that can help me this hour. There can be no real growth without pain. In fact, while we are in pain, we sometimes do not see the outcome. And we focus so much on the pain that we don't understand that the pain is preparation for praise. I believe that there is somebody here today, hallelujah Jesus, that no matter what you're going through, God is giving a praise on your lips. He's about to let something bubble on the inside of you. I wish I could preach it in the house. There's somebody that I'm ministering to right now, that God is preparing you with a greater praise. He's preparing you, hallelujah, and he's teaching you what true worship really means. He's going to show you the demonstration of his power. He's going to show you, hallelujah, that every time you call on the name of the Lord, that walls must come down. He's going to teach you that there's still power in the name of Jesus. Some of you have been held your mouth shut for way too long, but I dare somebody today to help me lift up the name of Jesus, because at the name of Jesus, hallelujah, God Almighty, demons begin to tremble. At the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Satan begins to cry out. At the name of Jesus, I wish I had somebody that can help me call on the name that is above every other name. The name, hallelujah, that man will have to bow down to. Come on and give the Lord a praise today. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm just getting started. God 
is preparing somebody. Hallelujah. He's preparing your spirit. He's preparing you for what he's getting ready to use you for. Even in your most painful time. Because it's in my pain that I begin to focus on my purpose. And it's in the pain that God gets the greatest praise. So often when pain or trial happens, hallelujah to us, we make an assumption that God has taken his hands off of us. That he has removed his hands of protection off of us. He removed his hands out of the church and off of your family. We assume that he had removed his hands from off of your children. We feel sometimes in the midst of pain that God has forgotten all about us. I don't know how many of you have ever been there, but it seems like God has not heard your prayers. But it seems like you pray and you pray. And the situation gets from bad to worse. I don't know about you. How many of you have ever had a situation move from bad to worse? Oh God, he's sick and now he's dead. Hallelujah, Jesus. You had it and now it's lost. It went from bad to worse. My God almighty. But I hear the Lord says that I am getting ready to position you and I'm using the pain that has come upon you to align you for the greatest purpose. Hallelujah, Jesus, that is in store for you. Come on and give the Lord a praise here here. The reason why many of us assume that God has abandoned us or God has forgotten about us or forsaken us during the time of pain or a difficult situation, it's because many of us fully don't understand that pain has a positive role. You see, pain is not always negative pain, but sometimes it can be positive. Well, Bishop, what you talking about? Some of us assume that pain is God's mistake or pain is God punishing us but Peter reminds us that in this wonderful book that is in the midst of the most painful trying time that the most unbearable situation and circumstance that God is number one present for he is a present help in the time of trouble and secondly that God slap your neighbor for the second time and say God is at work God is at work somebody needs to know that God is at work he's not sleeping he's not dead but look at them one more time slap them let them feel it real good and tell them that God God is at work he's working out your situations he's working out your marriages he's working out your children he's working on the job he's working in the churches he's working in your family he's at work he's at work he's at work he's at work he's working out even in your mind he's working out even when you thought he wasn't there look at your neighbor one more time and tell him that God is at work God is at work. He's at work. I know it don't look like much right now, but help me prophesy to somebody and tell them that God is at work. I know it looks dim right now, but help me reach somebody and tell them that God is at work. God is at work. Peter informs us that the number one reason for pain or for suffering is because we live in this world, in a world that is upset with God, in a world that does not want God. Hallelujah. He reminds us of a pain that we live in a world where we have an enemy. The child of God has to deal with three types of enemy. First of all, the enemy of the world. We are not of this world, although we live in this world. That's what the Bible said. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Secondly, not only is the world our enemy, and we walk, hallelujah, when we talk about the world, we're talking about the philosophy of the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. But the second enemy that sometimes we have to battle is with our flesh. 
flesh. Our flesh wars against the spirit. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hallelujah, Jesus. But the third enemy that we have to deal with is the devil himself, the adversary, because of the death of Christ Jesus and because of the blood of Christ. We already got victory over the world because of the death of Christ and because of the blood of Christ. We already got victory over our flesh because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Can I preach in the house? And all things become new. And because of the blood of Christ and because of the death of the price, we are already got the victory over our enemies. Clap your hands and give the Lord a praise. The enemy is already defeated. He's already conquered. He's already roaring. Hallelujah. He's a roaring lion without teeth. He's got a big mouth, but he ain't got no bite. Hallelujah, Jesus. He does not have the authority because Jesus reminds us that because of the blood of Christ and because of the name of Jesus Christ and the sound of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on and give the Lord a praise right here. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He's the same God. Hallelujah. That if he did it back then, hallelujah, he can do it today. Come on, clap your hands one more time and give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Peter tells you and I that the reason why sometimes we find ourselves in a painful situation is because we have an adversary. Hallelujah, we've got an enemy. We've got the devil who is mad that God keeps on blessing us. We've got an adversary, which is the devil, who is upset that God keeps on opening doors for us. Hallelujah, we've got an adversary, which is the devil, who's upset that God keeps on blessing us in an unbelievable way. And that's why sometimes the enemy has to attack us because he has a preview. Stop your neighbor and say neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Come on, stop him real good and say neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. I know the reason why I'm going through right now. Because the devil got a preview. He got a snapshot of what my future looks like. He got a glimpse of what my destiny looks like. And before I get there, he tries to block you. He tried to stop you. He tried to make sure that doors were closed in your face. He wants to make sure that you won't make it to your purpose. He wants to make sure that you don't line up with your destiny. You can tell I know the reason why. I'm going through what I'm going through now. Hallelujah, Jesus. But no weapon. Come on, help me, somebody. That is formed against me shall prosper. I wish I had some Bible folk in here. Hallelujah, Jesus. And every tongue that arises up against me, it shall be condemned. Why don't you put your hand together for the word of God? Peter introduces us to a number one enemy and it reminds us that as we are going on in life we are faced with painful situations and what we must at least do one thing he said he said in the word of God that we must humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will do what? Exalt us in due season. Peter is teaching you and I that promotion does not come from the east nor the west. It does not come from the north or the south. But when the hand of God is on your life, he will move you from the back of the line to 
the front of the line. When the hand of God is on your life, no devil can stop you. No demon can delay you. No hater can destroy you. When the hand of God is on your life, people may not know your name, but when God gets ready to bust your name out, he said, I will make your name great. Can I preach in the house? You will cause your enemies to pay your bills. Who am I preaching to today? I didn't come for everybody. He will cause you, hallelujah, Jesus, to let your enemies open the doors for you. Can I preach in the house? When the hand of God is on your Jesus, he will begin to orchestrate the atmosphere that everything, all things, will work together. I wish I could preach in the house. All things will work together for the good of them that trust the Lord. Come on and put your hands together right now. on your life. When you study the hand of God, you understand that the hand of God represents two things. The hand of God symbolizes discipline. The Lord reminds Israel in the book of Exodus chapter 3 and verse 20. He said, I will stretch out my hand and I will smite Egypt with all my wonders which I will do in the midst thereof and that he will let the people go. I will stretch out my hand and I will let the enemy in Egypt and I will let Pharaoh let my people go. You don't have to do anything and I will do the work for you. All you got to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord because the battle is not yours. Can you help me preach tonight? Tell your neighbor, say the battle is not yours, but it belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah, God. This was one of Job's complaint with God. He said in the book of Job, chapter 30 and verse 21, hallelujah, he said, thou hast become cruel to me, and with your strong hands, thou hast opposed me against myself. The mighty hand of God, it can also symbolize deliverance. You see, the hand of God will either discipline you or it will deliver you. It will discipline you or it will deliver you. And the only reason why you got out of what you've been in is because the hand of God snatched you out before the enemy decided that he would have wiped you clean. Yeah, let's speak the truth in here. You should have died a long time ago. Sickness should have killed you a long time ago. Diseases should have wiped you out. High blood pressure should have taken your life. You should have been in a wheelchair by now. If we be real with ourselves, the accident should have killed you. The husband would have wiped you out. Can I preach in the house? You would have lost everything you had. But if it was not for the delivering hand of God that was over your life, if that was not for the hand of God that said where he leads me, I will follow. If it wasn't for the hand of God on your life, you would have been dead a long time ago. He delivers you and he disciplines you. He delivers you and he disciplines you. Oh God Almighty, the God of hand is so powerful that nobody can stop it. The hand of God is so powerful that nobody can hinder it. It's not just God's hand, but the Bible was clear when he said the mighty hand of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. This is not just God's hand being at work that you and I, we take our hand for granted. But when you see the hand of God moving, oh, glory be to God. There's a time, hallelujah, Jesus, when I was a young child, and when we were children, mama and papa would drop lick on you. And with their hand and with the belt, you would be scared 
happening to you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Prophetess, one thing I know for sure is I will take lick from my mother. But when it comes to the mighty hand of God, I don't want to feel what that feels like. I don't want to be in it. I don't want to know what it's about. I don't want to be under that hand. I will take mommy's hand any day of my life. Because when it comes to the powerful hand of God, all he needs to do is stretch it out. And he said, there will be light. All he needs to do is stretch it out. Speak a word. And the firmament will come into place. I don't want to know about the mighty hand of God when he's disciplining. But Lord, when it comes to deliverance, I will be first in line. See if there be someone we can raise in me. Search my heart, oh Lord. Purify me. I want to live right. I want to do right. Come on and give the Lord a praise. He said, you what the word of God says. In due season. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you do all these things, he said, in due season, will you help me prophesy to somebody? Tell them in due season. Due season means the appointed time of now. Hallelujah, Jesus. It means it's a setup that's been orchestrated. In the due season, it means that you have awaited. Hallelujah, for seasons to pass. Winter came, summer came, fall came. Hallelujah, Jesus. But there has got to be a time when the due season of your life comes and overtakes you. And when your due season comes, oh God Almighty, I don't know who I come for for tonight, but when your due season comes, no demon in hell, not no witchcraft, the Obi-Alan, the due season steps over all of that and finds you right where you are. And he says, come on now, it's your time to be blessed. I've heard your tears. I've heard your cry. I've seen your tears. Your new season has come. Now it's time for you to reap the reward. Moses. Moses reminded Israel that God brought them out of bondage, brought them out of depression, and out of and, and, and depression, how? With his mighty hand. Notice, not just his hand, but look at the description. He said his mighty hand. Peter said, if we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, we accept discipline and we accept deliverance. For the most time, hallelujah, we want deliverance and we don't want to deal with the discipline. But I want to thank God that he loves me enough not just to deliver me, but he loved me enough just to discipline me. I know I don't really want to deal with it, but he loves me enough just to deal, deliver me, discipline me. And whom God loves, the word of God says he disciplines. And if you learn how to thank God, not just for the deliverance, but thank God for the delivering of the things, hallelujah, that you were in, oh God Almighty, that he pulled you out of, that should have taken your life. If you learn how to thank God for it now, you would be in a whole lot better position. Some of us were still holding on and were blaming God for some things that have happened in our past. But you've got to learn how to understand the operation of the mighty hand of God. That if he allowed it to happen, then it has to be a part of the unfolding of his will. Because I believe that what he does not prevent, he allows it to happen. Peter challenges us to wait on the Lord. He 
said, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, for he will deliver you in due season. Hallelujah. The word due appears over 50 times in the word of God. Hallelujah. And he said, if you humble yourselves, that he will deliver you in your due season. Let me say it one more time. He said, if you humble yourself, look at your neighbor and say, you want the promise. If you want the promise, you've got to humble yourself. If you want what's getting ready to come, you've got to humble yourself. If you really want to inherit the blessing of God, the first thing you've got to do is humble yourself. If you want to walk in your due season, you've got to learn what it is to humble yourself. Hallelujah Jesus. The Lord will renew their strength. You shall mount upon wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary. Hallelujah. You shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. When it's your due season you don't have to pull strings. Oh God Almighty when it's your due season you don't have to ask anybody to bless you. When it's your due season. You don't have to ask anybody to open any doors for you. When it's your due season, favor runs before you and grace stands right beside you and mercy is on the other side of you. When it's your due season, God will move you, hallelujah, from where you are and propel you into the place that you have been praying for, that you have been waiting for. Come on and give the Lord a praise one more time. My God, when it's your due season, he will let your haters celebrate you. I'm releasing that over somebody. When it's your due season, those who are jealous of you will come on and celebrate you. Come on, somebody, slap your hands together. I'm almost through. The word of God said, Peter said, be sober. You've got to be diligent. Hallelujah, Jesus. He said, your job in the midst of a painful situation is to be sober and to be diligent. Don't fall asleep. Come on, don't tell yourself, don't fall asleep. Hallelujah, but you've got to be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because you're the devil is like a roaring lion walking about seeking who he may devour. Peter said Satan is an adversary. He's an accuser of the brethren. He is the one who is seeking for somebody that he can destroy. He is like a lion without any teeth. And over 2,000 years ago, everything was pulled out of his mouth. And that's why Jesus says, lift up your heads, all ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of Glory shall come in. Revelation chapter 12 and 10 is referred to as the accuser of the brethren. The job of the enemy is to defame and to defeat the child of God. His job is to destroy the church and the body of Christ. But Jesus reminds us that upon this rock do I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We don't fear the enemy. We don't reverence the enemy. We don't respect him. And we don't want to talk too much about him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Some of us, we give too much credit to the devil. Hallelujah. It's because of the devil this. And the devil do me that. Hallelujah, Jesus. And we talk about him way too much times. Glory be to God. But we've got to talk about the most powerful hand of God and how great my God is.
mountains. Don't focus on the mountain, but focus on the mighty hand of God. Don't focus on the problem, but focus on the God of the problem. Focus on the God that can solve every problem. I made up my long mind a long time ago that as long as I got breath in my body, I'm not going to give the enemy free advertisement. I'm not going to give the enemy But he's after your faith. He's not after your house, but he's after your faith. He's not after your job, but he's after your faith. But pull on your brother and pull on your sister by the hand and say, Don't lose your faith. Weeping may endure for a night. Come on and pull on them and say, Joy is coming in the morning. All I've got is a faith. Substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Is there anybody here who understands that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think? Come on and give the Lord a praise. says, knowing that the same affliction, the same pain that you are experiencing, somebody down your row is experiencing the same kind of pain. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. They also look down your row. Oh, God Almighty. They're looking down your row. And you might be thinking you're not knowing what I'm going through. You might be sitting beside somebody. You smiled when you walked into the church. Oh, glory be to God. But they didn't understand that you were up all night long. Crying to the pillow. You've been up all night long. Worrying and fretting over your loved ones. They don't understand that just because. Hallelujah, Jesus. That you walked into the church and you sang the song. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Glory be to God. Behind all of that, behind, here's my worship. Take joy in it. Behind, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. Behind all the singing, behind all the shout, behind all the tears, Peter says there's somebody down your row 
that has been experiencing the same kind of pain that you've been going through. But I need somebody to help me tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. And grab your neighbor by the hand and say this praise. It is about to set you and your house free. When I come out, you're coming out. Hallelujah, Jesus. You've got to pull on somebody and say, when I'm set free, you're set free. I'm not leaving you behind. We walked in this thing together and we are coming out together. I'm not about to walk out lifted and you still going to be bound. But say in the name of Jesus, come on and pull on somebody. Help me prophesy and say in the name of Jesus, I'm coming out and you're coming out with me. When I go up, you're going up with me. Come on and pull on your neighbor and say neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. I'm not leaving no store unturned. This deliverance is for our families. This deliverance is for my job. This praise is for my finances. Come on and help somebody. They're going through too much. The pain is too much. The hurt is too much. But pull on somebody and tell them not to worry. You're coming out. 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 Pull on somebody and help them. Jesus, help us, Holy Ghost. 
Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're not alone. You're not in this by yourself. You're not in this by yourself. But there's a cloud of witnesses. There are some people who are going through what you have gone through. And if you're coming out, you've got to come out greater and stronger. You're coming out with all power in your hand. Tell your neighbor, Hallelujah, Jesus. You ain't the first, and you will not be the last. You're coming out. But if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Feel something in the atmosphere.
after you have cried. Oh God, I'm not talking about the suffering of not being able to, to pay your rent for just a month. I'm talking about suffering for a little while. I'm talking about a deep suffering, the type of suffering that, that causes you to moan, the type of suffering that when folks ask you how you doing, all you can do is just say, pray for me. I'm talking about the suffering that they say, how you doing? All you can do is just, mm. I'm talking about the suffering, hallelujah, that some folks won't even understand it. Hallelujah, he said, if you're going to suffer, but for the suffering is not going to be as long as the glory. My God, tell your neighbor, just a little while longer, after this next shout, the suffering is over. Hallelujah, after this next praise, the suffering is over. You're about to come through. Hallelujah, this will not be compared to what I had to suffer to get to this place in God's glory. You've not seen it before. You've not heard of it before. Hallelujah, Jesus. But after the suffering, there shall be glory. You are closer to the finishing. Hallelujah, than you ever imagined. You're closer to your destiny. Hallelujah. The Lord just said, if you ever see what your tomorrow looks like, come on and receive it. If you ever see what your tomorrow looks like, you would open your mouth today and give God the best shout in advance. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you only knew what tomorrow looked like, after you have cried a little while, after you have suffered a little while, after you have paced the floor a little while, after you have scratched a little while, after you have been running a little while, after your knees have buckled a little while, the going through isn't over until there is a greater glory to be won. I need somebody to open up their mouths and give the Lord a glory shout. somebody. He said, after you have suffered a little while, he says, I'm going to do it threefold. He said, I'm going to perfect you. He said, I'm going to establish you. And he's going to strengthen you and settle you for things. Hallelujah, Jesus. How many of you are ready? It's fourfold. How many of you are ready? for it. He said he will perfect you. You know, hallelujah, you and I know that you are not all together perfect. Oh, glory be to God. The people have been talking about you. They've been on your name, has been on the streets for a little while now. They know your business now. Oh, God Almighty, you've been trying to keep it a secret. Hallelujah, but your business is out there now. How many of you know that the Lord will allow your business to get out in the streets just so that his glory can be impressed upon your life. Not your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, don't you worry about me, but God is getting ready to perfect me. Not your neighbor one more time and say, I know I've not been all together perfect, but he's working on me. He's working on my life. He's working on my style. He's working on my spirit. He's working on my flesh. He's working on my mind. He's working on my job. He's perfecting you. Not your neighbor one more time. And say, when you see me, pray for me. He's working on me. 
thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. They only saw you when God was pressing you. They only saw you when God was shaping you. They didn't understand that it was a part of the process. They didn't understand it. Hallelujah, Jesus. But look at yourself and say, neighbor, look at me now. You were laughing at me before, but look at me now. You were pointing fingers at me, but look at me now. He's about to perfect that which concerned you. Lift your hands and give the Lord a praise. God. He said next that I'm going to establish yeah. oh God almighty everything you try to build the enemy has torn it down hallelujah Jesus you moved six and seven times already for the year you've had to pack up and leave so many times already but I hear God say I'm about to plant your feet on a firm foundation and I'm about to do for you like I told Abraham, and I'm going to make your name great, says the Lord. I'm about to establish everything concerning you. I'm about to establish your footings. I'm about to establish your business. You thought that it wasn't going to take off. But God says, get ready. If T.D. Jakes was here, prophetess, he would stick his chest out and say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm here to tell somebody tonight, tell them get ready, because God is about to establish you. He's about to do something in your life that you thought was done and finished. But God says get ready. I'm just getting started. I'm just about to turn on the engine. I'm just about to turn on the top. And I'm about to establish everything that was plowed to the ground. God says I'm to pick things back up and I'm about to rebuild the walls I'm about to rebuild your finances I'm about to rebuild the foundation of your life who am I preaching to you said get ready come on point to yourself prophesy to yourself establish me Lord perfect me Lord he said I'm not through with you after I perfect you after I strengthen you hallelujah Jesus after I establish you I'm going to strengthen you he says when you feel like you're weak and you're, you feel like you're giving up oh God and sometimes the church just can't cut it for you prophetess sometimes we preach and sometimes we can't even find the word oh God to minister to ourselves we look at our marriage and we say what's the point you're better off by yourself oh God almighty but he that started a great work hallelujah Jesus is able to complete it look at somebody and tell them you're not about to die in this place oh God almighty help me prophesy to somebody and say the enemy is not about to have the last laugh concerning your life oh God almighty he tried to kill you in your weakness he tried to destroy you in your weakness but look at God now he's about to make you strong he's about to hold up your hands and you're about to win the battle he's holding up your hands and the war is about to come to an end he said get ready because I'm about to strengthen your hand I'm about to strengthen your mind I'm about to strengthen your body I'm causing strength to hit your spirit I'm causing a supernatural strength to come upon you you didn't know 
that you've had it. But the Lord says, get ready because I'm about to strengthen you for the journey ahead. Give the Lord a praise. Oh, guess what time we gotta be out of here? Oh God, I'm almost through. I'm almost through. Hallelujah, Jesus. And when you think that it's over, when you think that it's said and done, oh God Almighty, He said, I'm not going to only perfect you. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm not only going to strengthen you. I'm not only going to establish you, but he said, finally, I am going to settle you. Oh, God Almighty, you better look the devil straight in the face and shout, I made it. Look at him one more time. And he said, you tried to kill me, but I made it. And the Lord said, I'm about to settle. Shanta I'm about to settle it. And the Lord says, when it's done, it's done. He said, I'm settling it. And the devil can't pick it back up again. The judge can't pick it back up again. The lawyer can't pick it back up again. When God says, it's done. It's finished. It's done. It's settled and it's over. You won't have to worry anymore. You won't have to cry anymore. You won't have to fret anymore. You won't have to complain about it anymore. He says it is done. Point to your neighbor and say it's settled. Is settled. The children are settled. The job is settled. I prophesy over this house and I release the word of settlement. It's yours, says the Lord. You will walk into it and it is yours, says the Lord. Come on and shout one more time. It's settled. It's settled. Just walk out of your seat and slap about three people and tell them it's settled. It's settled. It's settled. It's settled. Tell them it's settled. Help me prophesy to somebody. Tell them it's settled. In the name of Jesus. Tell them it's settled. Tell them it's settled. Tell them it's settled. Tell them it's over. It's done. It's settled. 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 It's this book. Lord Jesus. In verse chapter 11, in verse 11, it has one word that every time I read it, I get a little excited. Prophetess, it don't take too much to get me excited. I hear you say you're hype up, but when I read verse 11, I can preach on this one word all Sunday long. And that word if you read it for yourself, it says, Amen. Oh God Almighty, when you read Amen, that means it is finished, it's done, signed, sealed, and delivered. That means everything that was gone before it, hallelujah, and Amen is the stamp of approval on it. Cannot be reversed. The judge can't revoke it. The lawyer can't take it back because Amen is stamped right on it. Hallelujah, Jesus. So everything that God said is and Amen is mine. The settlement is mine. The perfection is mine. The 
season is mine. My strength is mine. Amen.